on today's episode of Startup Stories, we are talking with Tim Olesnavage, who is the head of talent acquisition at Start Engine. Tim is based in Scottsdale, Arizona. And in today's episode, we discuss me and Tim's past, uh, some of the great work Tim has done in many different cities across the, the US. And yeah, we talk pizza. Uh, we talk we actually talk a good amount about pizza. So enjoy the episode. Okay, welcome to the Startup Stories podcast. Today, I am joined by Tim Olesnavich, who is the head of talent acquisition at Start Engine. Tim is based in Scottsdale, Arizona, um, and I've known Tim for quite some time. And um, we've yeah, had, we've we've had our fair share of fun together, huh, Tim? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tom. Um, yeah, known you. I, I was just going to say, how many years? I don't know. Um, <laughs> seven, eight. How long have you been at? I think. Six or so, probably like six on the dot, like May 2017, I think, is when I I first met you. Um, Yeah. Kind of just hit it off from the get-go, you know? Yep, yep. In Northern California, Scottsdale, and here we are. Yeah, and we always were uh, very, very different personality types, but I think that's the best people I always get along with is like the people that are, like you're very high motor, high energy, I'm the very grounded, very uh, neutral um, type of person as well. So uh, yeah, you you are a very good planner. You are very strategic and like patient. I'm like the impulse guy that's like, (laughs) oh, I want that. I'll buy that. Yeah. (laughs) We're different in a lot of ways, but um, yeah. Uh, Awesome. Well, Tim, you know, I, I wanted you to come on this podcast. Really, I wanted to talk to you about, you know, your journey. You've been involved with recruiting and startups and building companies really for 20 some years now. Um, I know that makes you sound old, um, but it's, uh, you know, I want to, I want to talk about that, but first I like to start, start these conversations off with a little bit of a mystery question. Um, So I want you to pick a number between one and five. Two. Two. All right. What is your go-to hangover food? Ooh, um, Jets pizza. All right. That is very Michigan. I mean, it, it depends on what time I wake up because they open at 11. <laughs> but these days, I it doesn't matter what I do. I'm waking up at 6.30. So Jets pizza from the night before, hopefully. That's a good answer. Yeah. Then that's, yeah. that's where like the cheese, the cheese on the Detroit style pizza will crisp up a little bit on the end. Do you go, you get pepperoni cups on that or what's your, No, I'm the classic, just cheese guy. And okay. Jets is the best pizza. Like I'm in Scottsdale. They don't have any good pizza places really. And I'm at, like, Jets is a chain I know, but it's the best. And you feel horrible about everything and yourself after you eat it. That's why it's best when you're already down. Cause you're like, yeah, it's just don't just parlay this into last night and I'll forget about everything. So. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of like, Hey, like I should just, I should just eat really terribly today because I've already been eating terribly. I don't want to save this for, you know, tomorrow or the day after. Cause I can't, I don't want to eat pizza three days in a row. I'll just eat enough pizza for three days in one day. Uh, sort of situation. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. And uh, Tim, Run us through, you know, I want to hear about your background. We can start from wherever you want, but, um, you know, ultimately we'll build up to how you ended up where you currently are. Um, I know after, you know, you're, you're a fellow Midwesterner growing up in Michigan. Um, yep. And, you know, I want to understand, you know, your time 
going through coming out of college and like how you ended up in in recruiting um and then how things kind of shaped from there yeah definitely i'll try to be kind of precise about this but uh yeah from michigan went to central michigan university um did mortgages for a couple of years in, to pre collapse 2005 2006 great job things started to look bad i said i'm done with this uh, i worked for uh kind of a big mortgage brokerage packed up my car moved to la um in 2006 late 2006 and i didn't know what to do and recruiting is not something you go into i mean i think I don't know if anyone knows that, but you kind of just fall into it. And uh, Aerotech was like the largest recruiting, huge, like, you know, billions of dollars of company offices all across the country. My friend worked there, got me an entry level job. I've always been kind of wired um, growing up. My my family was very, uh, I should say my dad was very corporate, you know, uh, business guy, company, uh, stuck there for 30 some years like that. I, I didn't know any different. It was like, okay, you get a job for a company you do crap jobs, you work really hard, you don't make a lot of money for years and years and years. Eventually, you'll get promoted, maybe loyalty, you know, that I was wired that mm -hmm. way. So it's like, okay, I went to the biggest company, worked at Aerotech for years, was really good at recruiting. Um, but I kind of just fell into that, like working for a large company. I'm one of 1000s and 1000s of recruiters across the country. And, you know, trying to get promoted, got promoted, did that whole path uh, for, mm -hmm. for a while. Then, um, yeah, landed at a small startup recruiting agency with uh, your colleague, Rory, after that, um, got into the technical side, but much different. There was four employees, three employees. Uh, it was a startup office in LA. So I went from the biggest recruiting for company to the smallest kind of startup company and just saw, wow, things don't have to be that way. You don't have to tighten your tie and mm -hmm. be here at this time. It's like, just do a good job. Um, did that. Uh, Started a uh, technology accelerator in 2015 in Lake Tahoe. Um, my friend, I was co-founder, but I mean, honestly, he was the founder. He was the technical um, genius. He had bought, he had started and sold multiple startups for a lot of money. Good friend of mine, also from Michigan. And I did that. We had like six startups under our roof in Tahoe. Um, I was kind of involved more in the operations, talent building, networking, sale, all that side. He was just the engineer and everything. So did that for two, three years, came back, um, had, I had started a coding school at that time in Tahoe as well, uh, came back to LA, worked with you for a while, which was awesome. So I got to build companies internally um, mm -hmm. at tech companies around LA. And uh, now I'm in Scottsdale working for Start Engine, you know, in charge of like head of people, head of talent, recruiting, you know, building, building our team. So yeah. Kind of seen like small, small scale startups, been involved in building startups. Although, you know, I've never been like a founder. Um, I'm kind of just, you know, a partner helping out most of the time. But yeah, you're a guy that, you you know, you're a guy that gets shit done and like it has has some vision and, you know, follow through some of it. And then being able to, you know, take it kind of seems like Start Engine, you know, if you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but really it's it's a company that kind of people can actively invest in different, in different startups, right? Or my yeah, way so, off. Yeah, so yeah, equity crowdfunding. So anyone can yeah. invest in startups. That's what kind of attracted me to this place in the first place. Like, I was like, okay, I love investment. I love entrepreneurship. It's been a big part of my life. You know, I've invested in startups and this kind of brought the two together. Okay, finance, entrepreneurship, startups, the startup 
ecosystem, if you will, I guess, like that, the love of that game, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what we do. That's what, that's why I love, that's why I love Start Engine. So. Yeah. I mean, it really seems like hearing you just break down, like I knew, I knew your background and then just hearing you say everything, um, you know, from, you know, creating this pretty much incubator in Tahoe and then building, you know, going to work in house with different companies, you know, at Fabric, you were, you were the guy we would always send out to, you know, go on site and smooths up people and you could get a shit ton of hires really fast for companies, especially on the engineering side. And it seems like Start Engine is just like a very combination of all of that, um, where you're kind of building up an internal company that basically invests and funds these, you know, smaller, smaller ideas um, that can hopefully turn into big ideas and hopefully the investment pays off as with anything. Um, Yeah, we work in, we work with hundreds of small startups and try to get them the money they need to to raise and start their dream company. So um, it's kind of cool seeing companies, small startups, like a couple years later, like a tequila company, for instance, I saw at the bar, you know, a yeah. month ago. Like, oh, they raised money on Start Engine. That's awesome to see them out there. So, yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's one of the coolest things of like being in recruiting is especially recruiting for those smaller companies. You know, a lot of companies we've worked in the past, it's like no one's ever heard of them, you know, for, for a while. And then like all of a sudden it's like, okay, now this company has 30, 50, 200 employees. They're like, oh, this is an app that people use on their phone pretty constantly. It's, it's really cool. And I know you were involved a lot with that, with building out some companies, especially at Talenter um, and Fabric. I, yeah, I, you know, what's funny before this, um, before this podcast, I was kind of going, racking my brain of the different companies that I've been involved with. I go, New Order, New New Order in LA was one of those companies. It was like a startup I was involved with. And I was like, I wonder what they sold for like 425 million late last year. I I didn't know that. I was like, awesome. I guess it worked (laughs) out. It worked out for everybody. Uh, All those uh, people I recruited and got equity probably did yeah. pretty well but um yeah i mean i was at tinder when there was three people right like, the tinder app there was they didn't even have a cto it was like three employees in an office this big in la and same thing with snapchat uh that was with talenter with rory it was like i was yeah. working at a venice, venice office with 12 guys at snapchat that was it so it's, it's crazy to be part of a company at that size and then i sound like an old man i was at tinder with <laughs> three people Look yeah. at them now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had to swipe right on a lot of people uh, for for hiring for you guys. I know. I yeah, just it's it's nuts. Like hearing some of that and and just like you know, all these companies start they start with zero or one people, and and then they just slowly builds. And you know, you're kind of you're great at finding those people that are going to take them from you know five people to fifteen people, and then how do you go from fifteen to forty? Um, is kind of you know, you've been, you've seen that happen enough where I think you're, you know, you're a great asset to have, especially for a company like Start Engine. And, you know, in the role that you're in, you can really, you know, I'm sure you probably oversee a lot of that. And, um, you know, especially on the internal side. That, I mean, that's the fun part. It's like the building, it's the chaos. Yeah. It's the, it, it, yeah, I talk to, you know, obviously I talk to people all day, every day and try to figure out a fit and who's a fit. And it's like, that's small startups are starting your own business or being even involved in a, in mm-hmm. a small, startup off the ground like it's just building it's chaos every day something's changing something's not working you know once it gets to a certain point where everything's running smoothly and the company is bigger and it's i don't want to be there yeah 
be honest. Yeah. That's <laughs> and, a lot of people. I think, you know, yeah. I talk, we talk to people all day and it's like, Hey, I want, I don't want a company that has over 200 people. I think things start to get messy after that. And it's just, it's a different company than when it was, when it was pre 50 or something like that. Um, yeah. which, so you don't even have to be like necessarily a founder or, you know, an entrepreneur. like if you're just involved in some way in a really small startup, it's as a co-founder or whatever, it's, uh, it's fun to not have a plan. Well, I shouldn't say not have a plan, but you know, not, not have like a clear roadmap and just every day is different. You're just struggling because yeah. the struggle is the fun part. I mean, I didn't learn that till much later. I worked very corporate, very buttoned down. This is my day. And you repeat that day every day and you get your check after two weeks, check <laughs> looks good. And it's just, I didn't know any better. Yeah. There was no, no. there was no, problems to solve it was just do your job we pay you Let's yeah and the guy at the top gets paid 500 times more than what you get paid because yeah but I, you know i could tell my parents <laughs> i had a job and i had a business card and it was cool but yeah i wish i would have learned a lot younger um in my life like you can do anything <laughs> yeah it sounds stupid but like maybe i was growing up in a different generation which i did but it's like yeah you can do anything you can anything you love you can make a business out of it if you just really have the passion to do it. Um, mm -hmm. Just do it. I didn't, I, I never, that never really went into my head until I was much later. I was in my mid thirties. Yeah. So. It, and it kind of brings up, you know, next, next question I, I kind of like to cover is, um, you know, what, what have you seen, like growing all these businesses, businesses, you've been around, um, you know, so many, it's like, what have you seen, seen be like, Hey, this is a very successful path to growth and revenue. And what have you seen where it's like, Ooh, yeah, I worked with this one company that, you know, was very unsuccessful in growing and eventually went under, you know, shortly after founding, um, like any particular things, you don't have to name names of companies, but, um, just in terms of values and growth strategies. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, I guess there, there's like different value. I was gonna say there's different goals. Like, um, I've seen the goals change a lot, which isn't always good, but like either, it, I don't know how to relate this to either a tech startup or a retail store that you want to open, but it's like, have like a, a value, like, Hey, I'm either, I'm, I'm going to make the best product out there. I'm going to make, I'm going to concentrate on the product, whatever that is product or service. And that's going to be the best, or I'm just going to make money. This is a revenue generating business. I'm trying to make as much money as possible. Um, Cause sometimes product and revenue don't really go right clearly together like pick a path um you know revenue product and service um i want to sell acquisition i want to <laughs> i want to sell this i want to build it up successful mm -hmm. and sell it so like i guess having like a clear a clear long-term goal and just sticking at that like a 10-year goal yeah five-year goal whatever but um yeah i've seen companies change a lot like it was all about the product in the beginning <laughs> excuse me then the you know venture capital starts you know, we need revenue. Okay. Screw the product. Yeah. You know, it's all about the revenue. Fire half the people need to save yeah. money. So, I don't yeah. know. I think having a clear vision of like, what's important to you um, and sticking to it. Cause maybe you just want to make money, which is fine. So totally. I think that's the, I think that's a lot of people. I think when you can admit like, Hey, I want to make, I want to be, I want to make $500. <clears throat> it's like, it sounds lame and stupid but it's like hey you can do that if you have a viable product and you know money i would say like money doesn't matter until you start talking about money uh, <laughs> and, yeah and, and 
Yeah, and I remember. I remember. I know you because I remember when I, I was first that starting. Line, by the way, from now on, I've oh. never heard you say that before. I've heard you on the phone a million times, so <laughs> I'm going to use that. Yeah, I think uh, it, it, it's true. It's just like you know, money. You need money to pay for stuff and and do the things that you love, and money allows you to have some freedom. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, ultimately, you know, you can have the you can have a great heart and still and still make money. Um, it's it, yeah. you know, it's a person thing. So you know, if you're if you if when you're making not a lot of money, you're still the same person. Hopefully, you have the same intrinsic values that you do when you have a lot of money, and you know, hopefully, you can do some great things with it um, for both yourself and for others. So, um, yeah, the lines get blurred a lot, but it's <laughs> you know, that's my philosophy around money, at least. Yeah, it's like yeah, if you're starting a company, it's like everyone thinks, oh, I'm going to do this for man. If you're doing it for the money, I almost think like, uh. Maybe being an entrepreneur, like having a startup isn't the best thing for you. Like you really have to have passion about yeah what you're doing, whatever it is. Like you don't care. Hey, I'm going to do this for the next five years for free if I can. If I can make it work and not make money and just do this, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Then you're on to something. Then you're a founder. Like that's, oh. yeah. Yeah. Or just making, you know, enough, making enough to do what you love to do. You know, if you love making pizzas, it's like, hey, if I can make if I can make enough to live in a place that I want to live and run the business that I want to run and I get to make pizzas every day of my life and I love doing it, then I'm going to be a pizza maker. Like, that's what yeah, I want. That was do. the best job I've ever had. Hungry Howie's four years in college. <laughs> that's, I'm, I'm serious. I, I was very broke. It was a cash cash only business. I made pizzas, delivered them. Best job I ever had. That was I was 20. I'm 43. That was yeah. the best job I ever had. I miss it. Well, we can we can probably get hungry howies. I still make pizzas. I got a pizza oven. Yeah, you got. You got love it. You have an uni. Do you do the wood fire or do I don't have an uni. Um, I have a rock box. Okay, is it all like Neapolitan style? I don't. Okay, I do. I'm a tradition. I I go like traditional oven. Like I I crank the oven to. We'll make our own dough. I've been practicing a lot with like Detroit styles too. Um, I I uh, I got into this over the pandemic. Because everything was shut down. So I was in Manhattan Beach and I started a pizza making business. I know you were Just, selling dough and sourdough bread. Yeah, I was selling dough. I, w- I started selling sourdough. I started, I was going crazy and uh, someone gave me some sourdough starter and I'm very obsessive. I'm like, if I oh, do yeah. something, I'm going to be the best. <laughs> I'm going to be the best at it. And then when I get to be the best at it, I kind of just leave it and go on to the next thing. That's just so sourdough. Yeah. And I started selling bread around Manhattan Beach, was selling a ton. I was making like, all I was doing was baking all day. I was like, I'm not making any money, but I, I was having fun. You know, I don't know what everyone else was doing stuck in their place, but I was baking sourdough and I was having fun. And um, then I started, bought a pizza oven, started making pizzas. People were hiring me for their parties because they always nice. had these parties. It was like this, it started going that way where people were requesting me. Uh, my kid's birthday party this weekend and this, and I was like, oh my God, I'm like, I didn't mean to. I was just doing it because I loved it. And I, I was like, I can't, I, I didn't want to make, that wasn't the path for me. It was more of a hobby. I still do it, but yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, you know, you have passion for something and whether it makes, you know, if it's a, if it's a viable living situation, great. If not like, Hey, okay. Now the money that I'm going to make, I'm going to allocate 3% of whatever I make to my pizza hobby. And I'm going to make really great pizzas, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to franchise this or open up a restaurant because that involves a whole different set of skill sets. And I think that's understanding like your boundaries, your skills, your time, um, and kind of what you really want to do. And it's like, Hey, I just want to, I just want to make good pizza and eat it. 
and that's totally okay. Yeah. I, I had a I had a really good buddy of mine that did the exact same thing in 2020. Um, he's in LA. He is his pizza place is blown up. Like you can follow. It's called La Sorted's Pizza in LA. Okay, all over social media. He's setting up like he's doing extremely well. He did the same thing. He was like selling them off his porch, and then it turned yeah. into like he kept going. And I was like, I'm here where I'm happy where I'm at. But um, totally. yeah, I think that's that's huge. It's like being happy it's like hey if you if you want if you wanted to keep going you would but you don't so yeah, i was it was a lot it was like working kids birthday parties you know, <laughs> pouring sweat i was like yeah. this isn't like making pizzas for like 10 of my friends like this is like it became a job totally. it wasn't it was no longer something switched where it was like i'm doing this for fun i'm having fun i'm doing your friend's birthday party sure i'll do it and then when people started calling me being like i need you on saturday for this much money, I was like, "Oh my god, this is a job now." So, yeah, it's, then I yeah. Knew in it fully. <laughs> <Clearly>. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, it becomes like you know what? I don't want to spend my time like this. Like yeah, um, I did. I just didn't want anyone telling me where and when to do it. I guess <laughs> yeah. you wanted you 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 wanted to work for yourself. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, and I guess you know I'm glad I'm glad I brought up the pizza anecdote then because that that seemed to, to I haven't thought well. about that since then <laughs> like, I, I was like i had like a dough slash pizza business for a bit and i'm yeah. sure a lot, a lot of people started baking companies over the pandemic like totally. I, I know a lot of people that started selling stuff yeah yeah they did because you were i remember like i i saw your instagram and you're like buy my sourdough on the bite app and i'm like oh i would buy tim's sourdough but i'm not driving to manhattan beach uh <laughs> yeah there was a guy that bite app still around they pivoted a lot but yeah i became friends with this guy in manhattan beach that had a startup um, it was just him as bite, you know, local people selling local food. It was an awesome idea. It's an awesome idea. And that's yeah. kind of how I got up in it. But. Yeah. I love it. Um, I just, I love food. So, you know, that, <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, I guess, you know, go back to, you know, career stuff, like th throughout growing, like, what have you found be like, what have some of like the highlights been throughout your career? You know, you've worked with all these different companies, bigger, smaller, you know, zero people. Uh, and, you know, now probably, you know, you probably worked with thousand plus type people. Like what have been some of like the highlights of like, yes, I love this part of the job and I get to do this every day or I got to do this at one point. And then what are the, you know, some of the stuff where you're just like, I really hated that part of, you know, that, you know, maybe that three month stretch of my life, like it was, it was not fun. And I did not enjoy doing that. Um, but it, you know, eventually gets you over that hill and, and doing something, you know, it's a part of the job, essentially. Um, yeah. Um, highlights. So like when we, when we went up to Lake Tahoe to start the, the venture accelerator, um, new, new city, I had never been to Tahoe. Um, oh, wow. I'm, I just moved there. Like I, I was like, and I knew this guy, very successful entrepreneur, a uh, very good guy, friend of mine. I invested as well as being the co-founder, you know? So um, the fun, the highlight was just, there was nothing to scratch, like setting up, like picking an email system, buying, uh, putting Ikea desks, putting 25 Ikea desks together for like three days. Like um, the best part was kind of like getting together at night and having a glass of wine at like 10, and just talking and stay like planning, like, what are we going to do tomorrow? You know, we, there was no plan. So like, that's the fun stuff, like from scratch and, you know, planning out everything, where are we going to get the computers? What are we going to do? Like networking, what's going on in Reno? Like just, there was no foundation for that business really. Um, yeah. so that was fun. I remember, I remember that as like just hours and hours of like late night talking 
<laughs> yeah. what we're gonna do it's um, fun yeah no it was it was a lot of fun like we didn't really know you know, I shouldn't say we I didn't know what I was doing um he had started pretty large companies and sold them multiple times and I was kind of going along like okay you know mm-hmm. I, I it was all new to me um but yeah like that kind of thing sitting up business you know the, just networking in the startup community um I've always done that I love doing that when I was up in Tahoe and in Reno that's all I did was you know, meet entrepreneurs, meet startup, like that's the best thing you can do. Cause there's, there's no matter where you live, there's an ecosystem of entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and startups, even if it's a small, they might not be like these tech founders, but um, just find, you know, one entrepreneur, find another entrepreneur, like talk to them. That's the best thing to do. Um, I mean, you've been there. I moved there before anyone from the Bay Area was there. It was like a small yeah. little town. No one, there was no, we ran the first fiber internet to Incline. Like they didn't even have high-speed internet. So um, we're like, there's no way we're going to find like engineers, software engineers and tech people in this town in the middle of the woods with 4,000, population of 4,000. When we set up shop and I started going to events, like I met so many people, like business owners, entrepreneurs, tech people, software engineers, everyone kind of came out of the woodwork. So like building that community. Um, yeah. That was fun. Um, and now that's, that's all there is. You go to Incline Village, yeah. you go to, you go to Tom. Uh, which brings like, me to my low light is you can be too early. <laughs> yeah. Like if <laughs> yeah. we talk about all the time, we're like, man, if we were, if we just waited like three years, like if we'd have done that in 2019, because you know, the whole idea was to bring all the Bay Area people to Incline and, and start a tech hub. Yeah. Um, and at the time it was just a quiet for bringing a technology company to the woods. Um, now it's all tech. So yeah, being, you can definitely be too early if you have like an idea that, you know, sometimes if you think about like all the successful companies out there, um, I see a lot of the time it's the second or the third company. That's the big hit. Like Facebook wasn't the first thing that they did. Like, Right. You know, let the first company take the fall and then. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's failing upwards. Um, yeah. It's like you don't really know. You don't, you don't know what to do right if you haven't done anything wrong ever. Um, yeah. You know, you, you need to be able to you need to be able to eat shit. You need to fall on your face and be OK with that and just understand that it's like, hey, I am not going to be great at everything I do, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give it my all and, and make sure that, you know, I set up the best opportunity and. I always say it's like, there's no, there's no such thing as like a wasted, everything can be turned into a learning experience. Like there's no wasted candidate call. There's no wasted, you know, thing that happens with a client. It's like, wow, I just went through something really shitty. Let's step back a little bit. What short term, I am very angry. And this is, and this is not, this is not good for, for what I'm trying to do. But long term, it's like, how do I avoid this from happening? Like again, and I think you need that. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Always just, just go for it. I mean, yeah, I, everything I've done, even the things I like failures and dumb decisions, maybe, or things I didn't want to like I, everything, I wouldn't take any of that back. Like, I mean, even the top thing, like the way the accelerator, we couldn't raise another round of funding. It just wasn't there. It wasn't up there. We, we did as much as we can in a couple of years. Um, I have really, really good friends from that experience that I'm in contact with. They're all over the country now, but like, you know, I know a lot of people that still live there. I mean, I, it was a great experience. I learned a lot. Yeah. But what and, not, what not to do. Yeah. And 
And then I think, you know, from the, from the highlights, I think, you know, mentioning all the, the networking and, you know, getting out there and like getting involved in your ecosystem. I know, I know we have our, you know, biannual uh, meetup.com billing scenario that we always get figured out from when you started the tectonic uh, meetup at, at, with family oh, yeah. a few yeah. years ago. And we still get billed for it and we can't figure out how to cancel it. I finally did cancel it, but um, good. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, wow, this is meetup.com does not have a email support or a phone number you can call. And I just, I don't think, guess. I don't think they did really well in <laughs> the pandemic. Maybe <laughs> they were yeah. like, I'm guessing that was one of those companies that as soon as the lockdown happened, you're like, Oh crap. I work at meetup.com. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, it, yeah. And then like virtual meetups stopped being cool after a while. People are like, well, this isn't really the same. Um, you know, I want to meet people and I want to meet people in person. That's where, that's where I can really, you know, you can talk to people and under and read body language and stuff like that versus, you know, trying to be in a Zoom room with 300 people. It's like, well, what do I, what do I do here? <laughs> this is the networking thing is, is like, if you're starting any business of anything, making bread out of your apartment or whatever, it's like, um, just like talking to people that have started their own business or have their own, even if it's super small, super large, like, you learn something. I learned something from everybody. I mean, when I was an incline going to all these meetups and meeting these people, just, it was just them. I want to start this. This is mm -hmm. what I'm working on. Like I've learned something from everybody. So, um, yeah. yeah, just being active in, in the community, I guess that sounds weird, but yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I remember, you know, we used to go to probably three meetups a week, um, in LA and we were going up, you know, a lot on the West side, but we would go anywhere. We're like, this sounds cool. Let's go. It's like, yeah, this is, yeah. this is our, this is our job. You know? that, that started back way long time ago for me. Like we had a requirement. Um, we had mm -hmm. to go to, you know, so many networking events a week and it was like a struggle to even find two to go to a week. But like every time, no matter how stupid at the time I thought it was going to be, or how much of a waste of time there was, it, was, it never was, I don't think, yeah. I mean, there probably was, uh, there was probably was one or two, but like for the most part, we've been to hundreds yeah. of events in meeting and you can take away something like you'll meet one person you know that you'll probably talk to for a long time so totally and, and even if you don't it's like you learn I think you know eventually forming our own meetup with fabric it was like hey we've been to all these meetups what did we like about this what did we not like about this and then we turned that into like we you know you, you really spearheaded it with tectonic was turning this into like a, a an intimate discussion where you know we would get you know, director VPs of engineering from local companies that would come and talk to a room of 12 people. And I, and then those 12 people really got to know each other. And like, even I didn't, we record those and put those out. That was like before podcast became super, super popular. I think I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was just. pre, it was like pre content creation before like yeah, I'm a content creator got huge. We could have, we could have, we could have been the next meetup.com. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> Yeah. Again, too early. We were just too early. Too early. Exactly. <laughs> you can be too early. Tell Joe Rogan that. Yeah. Can you be too early? <laughs> uh, yeah. He was just early enough. <laughs> yeah. He was part of, yeah. Joe Rogan and Mark Marin. It's just like, okay. Yeah. And I think this, I think, yeah, this yeah. will probably, this startup stories podcast will probably get in the tens of millions of listeners. Um, it should. Right? Yeah. You know, but I was told. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my big selling point, you know. Oh, you know, over promise, yeah. under deliver uh, is, is yeah. words to live by. So, uh, yeah, and you know, I guess you know, for you, where do you, you know, do you where do you see yourself kind of 
continuing to grow, like how, you know, you've gained all these skills, you're putting them all, I think, like I mentioned earlier, it's like, you've, this has kind of been a, your job at Start Engine is kind of a culmination of the past 20 years of your career. Um, you know, how do you, how do you see that, that, that evolving and growing to the next thing? Cause you know, you're going to, eventually it's going to hit that point where it's like, Hey, I need, I, I want something else. And I'm not trying to get you to lose your job or anything, but uh, yeah, no. Okay. Uh, so be careful. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. I, so <laughs> I joined Start Engine like what, two and a half years ago. We, there was like 20 employees, pretty small operation. Um, hired over a hundred, hundred and I don't know, grew really quickly. I mean, we were doing, you know, six yeah. hires a week or something like that. Um, we got to where we're on now, like a little over a hundred full-time employees. And there, there's definitely different phases. Like from zero to 10 is very different from 10 to 25 and from 25 to 50. So like I've seen the 25 to where we are now. Um, I want to, I want to go from, you know, 150. Our goal is to hit 350 by the end of the next year. I mean, that that's the goal. So I want to, I want to see what that phase looks like and how my team would grow and um, the, how the company, cause I, you, companies change so much like startups from when I started, there was not like a lot of well-defined teams. Everyone was an individual contributor, just grinding it out, doing everything, making it happen. You know, you mm -hmm. slowly get structured, um, more and more structured, but yeah, the growing from 150 to 350, um, adding more people, more teams, I'm excited for that. Cause like, I've been at the early stage a lot. Um, I want that, you know, more growth, yeah. you know, crazy growth. So yeah. yeah. And then from there, I have no idea. Like I've never, I've kind of just, you know, things, I just kind of find the thing on accident with me. It seems like my whole career, like start engine, thank God it did. I mean, I'm super into what they do, but I had never heard of them. It just kind of, one of my friends was there, called me, Hey, need some help. Um, yeah. so yeah, everything kind of just keep your eyes open, Totally. <laughs> know a lot of people, talk to a lot of people, network a lot. You'll find, you know, things will come to you. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's just like, you know, it's building a skill set, and, you know, it's understanding what you're good at, what you're not good at. And just like, you know, playing to your strengths and, and really just going hard on that. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, like you're, you're a person that you, you talk to everyone and you can like, be engaged with in a conversation with everyone and just like have that uh kind of like that childish feature of what's just like i am curious about what it is you do uh which is great that's a compliment i'm not calling you a child but um i am <laughs> i mean did you see how like the yeah, i'm not i'm not yeah all your action like, bunch of 80 toys. they're all <laughs> yeah. worth a lot of money but um i am a child but yeah it's like i do know my strengths like i know my strengths i know my weaknesses like you know, lean into your strengths. Like, don't worry about making your weaknesses strengths because, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. Maybe that's bad advice. Like, maybe that's contrary to what people say is like work on your weaknesses. But I'm like, ignore your weaknesses. Um, yeah. Really lean into what you're the best at. Um, that's kind of what I've done. I mean, yeah. You know, I'm not a great manager, you know, as far as like just managing, you know, mm -hmm. not doing the job. Like I can't not do the job. Like I can manage recruiters. I can manage teams, but I have to be in there with them. I have to be recruiting. If I was just managing a team of 50 or hundred people in a big corporation, I would be the worst person, I think. So. Yeah. And I think um, it's understanding that is just like that, that allows you to be like, Hey, this is what I don't want to do because I'm not good at it. And I don't, I don't want to try to be good at it. Um, you know, I, I think, I think the same way it's like, yeah, the weakness part. I'm like, I'm not the, 
I'm not the super high energy person that's going to be, you know, necessarily the life of the party. But what I will do is I'll have two very intimate conversations and we'll laugh our ass off because it's just like, you know, it's like, let's be quick and like, you know, quick witted being able to be engaged in that one conversation because I'm not trying to talk to 50 people tonight. Like I want to talk to two people and have badass conversations. And then that is someone that I'm going to, you know, stay connected with the rest of my life. Um, yeah. And, I've seen you be the life of the party before. I don't know about that kind of <laughs> maybe in my, my earlier days, yes. Uh, um, like eight years ago. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, awesome, man. Well, I think you know, this has been really good conversation. I think understanding, you know, more about your journey, you know, different different types of companies all kind of leading up to, you know, this, you know different moments in your life and kind of understanding like, Hey, you kind of, you can't really plan for too much, but you got to go with the flow and follow your heart and passions and do what you're good at ultimately. Um, and yeah, the, you know, the sooner you can find out like what you love and what you're good at and kind of mi mix those together. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's not, that's not groundbreaking news. I don't think <laughs> to anyone it's easier said than done, but totally. um, if you have a clear passion and a clear talent, just jump in. Don't even think. Yeah. You know? which yeah i'm yeah. happy where i am but i wish i would have had that realization a long time ago i think it, yeah it's like you know it, it it's like you're you'd rather just have it you'd rather have it late than not have, have it at all and then you're you know you've been at the same job for 20 years and you're just like i don't like what i do i don't like who <laughs> i've become as a person or like what i do for a career um you know I think yeah there's yeah, it's trying to live that with like no regrets, uh, essentially, which also sounds super cheesy. And it's not groundbreaking stuff. But you know, there's very few stuff that is groundbreaking uh, in this world anymore. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it, Sam, we're going to end on one more mystery question. Um, oh, boy. Okay. All right. All right. So you chose number two last time, uh, back through one through five. Um, take another one. 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 Okay. Uh, what, what song have you played the most in the past week? You can check your Spotify or Apple music. I, I know I'm going data. blank. I play it like every day in the morning. Uh, what's it called? High life. Living the high life again. Who is that? Why am I going blank right now? I don't know. It makes me want like a Miller high life, uh, in a bottle right now though. Yeah. Steve Winwood. That's. Steve okay. Winwood back in the high life again. I've been listening to a lot of Steve Winwood lately. I don't know why. You're stuck in the if 80s, you're man. under 45 years old, you have no idea who that is. But I know who Steve Winwood is. Yeah, you was... do. Yeah, oh, I know. But, no, but uh, I highly recommend the Steve Winwood Spotify radio station. It's the best. There you um, go. Yeah, and I promise this isn't a plug for Start Engine. Like, this is my office. I spend a lot of time in this room. So that's just how it is. Well, I was going to ask if you wanted to plug anything, um, you know, if, if Start Engine's hiring and you're looking for people or, you know, if you don't want to plug that and you're like, no, I don't want people that listen to Tom's podcast to work yeah. with me. Uh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like I'm I'm Tim at StartEngine.com. If anyone's like interested in, in Start Engine, what we do, job here, um, we are hiring, you know, definitely. We're, hi we're always hiring engineers, but hiring some marketing roles, growth marketing, things like that. Um, but uh, yeah, no plugs. Just like you can feel free to reach out to me. I'm more than happy to talk to anybody. Um, yeah, no plugs really. Um, cool. Other than Start Engine is awesome. I'm very much enjoying being at a a scrappy startup again. Um, yeah. It's fun. Yeah, things very chaotic. 
It's awesome. You live in the chaos. You thrive in the chaos. You're, I thrive you're in the chaos. It, you have to. You have to thrive yeah. in the chaos to be in the startup world. Um, that's the fun stuff. Yeah, you're a chaotic brain. You're a chaotic person to speak with in person oh, a lot of times, which is which is great though. I love it. Yeah, because as someone that like. I can, I can kind of dip my toes in the chaos, but I'm also like, all right, well, let's make sure I let's, let's structure this chaos a little bit um, so that we don't all get on different pages. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Tim, yeah. Great conversation. Glad we were able to do this. Um, I'm working on a, I'm working on like an end t- tagline and right now I'm, I'm kind of stealing it from my old Sunday swim reports and I'm just saying like logging off and, and typing away. All right. Well, thanks for having me, Tom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Good. That was your uh, startup story with Tim Olaznavage, uh logging off and typing away. <laughs>